It's the new Utah podcast. We're going for two weeks accident free. Episode 108. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised our equipment still works. If, Yay. I'm, if I'm being honest, Jeremy, that was a uh, that was a bit of a mishap on your part. Uh, it's episode 108, 108, 108. That's a lot. We're coming up on the oldest person alive is what we're coming up on there. So we're into our, our second month of our third year. Two, three. Thirty-two. If it was high school, we'd be getting ready to graduate. We're toddler. We're in our terrible twos. So this year is going to be really bad. Let me apologize no, to our listeners. We're in, in we're in three. We're we're terrible threes. Well, yeah, but this we're is past our the twos. We've done two full years, right? So we turned two. That means we're in the twos. We're from two to three right now. Went from zero to one. You don't start at one year old when you're born, Jess. I don't know if you understand how this works. <laughs> I don't know where you, how you, you start born. at you start at zero, unless you're you know. Never mind. I won't talk about it. Uh, yeah. So this last week has been an exciting, crazy, freaking week, to say the least. My uh, my business is in full swing. Uh, it's my least favorite time of year. You know, shooting off fireworks. Fireworks season. Fucking hate this time of year with a passion, but here we are. Uh, but this weekend, we went out and uh, we did something fun this weekend. Uh, we went out and threw some axes. We did. Which was really cool. So we had a, a friend with a, uh, a birthday, and they wanted to uh, have a group go out to social axe throwing. Throw axes. Which yeah. I had my doubts. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so my thought, my thought with axe throwing was... Because, like, I love bowling, but after about an hour and a half of bowling with people, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm over this. Let's just go get drunk or go somewhere else. Like, I don't really want to bowl anymore. I'm kind of bored. Two straight hours. That's a lot of bowling. Two hours came and went, and I was like, I could fucking do this for another two hours and not be bored. Like, that was a lot of fun. It's fun. Once I got my groove down. Yeah. So I don't get how you and Josh did so well after you did so <laughs> shitty. Uh, I don't either. Well, Some clicked. I don't I know. know. I know how Josh did better because he finally listened after literally seven different people told him how to not throw the axe because he was like dangling it behind his head, like waving it around before he hucked it. Too much flair. I was to... surprised how bad Sean did after all the bragging he did. So I was really <laughs> glad that I gave him as much shit as I did. Yeah. Yeah. Josh was trying to be last of the Mohicans. <laughs> But I would recommend it. Uh, so Social Axe Throwing is just a local company. They have a place in Ogden and then one in downtown Salt Lake, like 11th South and 3rd West thereabouts. It's just a warehouse, yeah. nondescript building uh, with a bunch of fences inside and wood, a lot of wood. Lots of wood. Wood on the outside that you can buy for a dollar on the owner system. It's a good deal. It really is. You should have go have take your some. truck and go buy a bunch. <laughs> Ten bucks and load up everything they got. I know. Uh, man, that was just fun. So we got to do it again for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe try some of the other ones out in the Valley. I don't know. I was curious, and I'd love to talk to them. Were they the first and everyone else is now imitating them, or was someone else the first? I don't know. They're, just, a, they're just good at marketing. That's a good question. Because I definitely heard name. about them first. Social acts throwing, I heard about them first but I don't know if they were the first. That is a good question. But it's a great activity. It's a good date activity, I think. And they serve alcohol, but I can't imagine wanting to drink and throw axes. They have a three-beer limit. Oh, do they? And and how can you not imagine wanting to drink and throw axes? 
Like, that's exactly <laughs> how I imagine throwing axes. He's drunk. But they have a three-drink minimum, or three-drink minimum? Three-drink minimum. <laughs> now we'll see who wins. Get drunk. Now we're going to throw axes. No, they have a three-drink maximum for the time that you're there. They mark your little wristband and won't give you more than three, because... That's smart. Well, the girl said, yeah, we cut you off at three, because uh, you shouldn't be throwing axes if you've had more than three. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. So that was fun. Yeah. Um... We ate at, uh, Bree and I ate at uh, the Dim Sum House. Oh, yeah. Uh, first time I've been there. The place is pretty damn good. Have either of you guys been there? Except for the Chinese lady that was serving me tried to serve me her arm. Yeah, she kept putting it in your mouth. It was great. Is it the one off Redwood? No, it's no. on, it's off of State Street. It's like, again, another nondescript building, like 11th South and State, and then the back of it, you can see all the signage. There's no signage on State Street. Yes, there the is. There's a sign on the, on the, the facade, but it's just small. Yeah, it's hard to see. Like, it's really hard to see. I've, I've been to that one on Redwood, and it was pretty good. But I've not been to this one. This one's great. And they have a wall of fish tanks with, like, live eel and really ugly, weird, worded-looking fish that I don't know, but I'm sure they're good. So you can watch a dinner before you eat it? Yeah, a lot of different crabs and some lobsters and stuff that you can order fresh. But really, the dim sum is a star. Holy crap, that place was really good. Um, and cheap as hell. Like there were there were seven of us that went to dinner. For all seven of us, hundred bucks. Wow, that's freaking awesome. And we were all completely stuffed and took a ton of food home. That's yeah, so. the whole the little you know tourney tray thing that's in the middle of the table was so full of food. Like it was not even funny. Yeah, cool. But that was fun. So uh, that was uh, a highlight of the weekend. And then so it was Father's Day. What'd you get? What'd you do for Father's Day? I got T-shirts. <laughs> it's got me Saver, Savers T-shirts, or did they buy any? No, they, they paid full price. I wow. Was <laughs> Impressive. I wasn't ashamed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did one of them say, world's number one dad or world's greatest dad? One of them did, yes. There you go. <laughs> but it's better than a tie. I'd rather have the shirt than a tie. And then we were going to barbecue, but I've the weather I've never seen you wear a tie. I wear ties, too. But I you, have never seen you wear a tie. But you don't see me at work, so. No. no. And then 99% of the time, I, I so change before at, I come over here. Say you work at home, too. Like, you don't wear a tie all day at home, do no, you? No, only if I have meetings. Yeah. And it also depends on who I'm meeting with. If it's contractors and stuff, no, I don't wear a tie. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Um, yeah, I could see you wearing a tie to go out and meet with Frank at, like, a like a burned-out order house. <laughs> no. To try and do measurements. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, they still haven't been evicted. They're still... It's, it's. Are you fucking for real? Yeah, it's gotten to, like, court orders and the uh, sheriff and it's crazy. bad news. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so then we were going to barbecue, but the weather was just too crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I got an Instant Pot. Oh, sweet. A monstrous eight-quart... I don't know if you saw it on the counter. Upstairs. It did. We, we have uh, one, and we love it. We use it all the time. I used it for the first time last night. I can hard-boil eggs in, like, four minutes. You can hard boil eggs on the stove in seven minutes, perfectly. So I don't know that. Yeah, that's, but four minutes is less than seven minutes. Yeah, but true. is it four minutes once it gets to pressure, or is it four minutes total from the time you put the eggs once in the water? Once it pressures, in? once it gets to pressure. Yeah, see, it's yeah, same amount of time, and it's not really saving you time. Now, what I'm interested to try it out. But on, how do the shell? Do the shells come off nicely? Yeah, maybe that's a thing. Or vinegar. I hear that works. White vinegar. I don't know. I don't do a lot of hard-boiled eggs. You guys probably do because you do. have you know, 5,000 eggs. eggs coming out your arse. And our kids like them. They make good snacks. 
to have uh, yeah a bunch of them just ready to grab a oh yeah bread. if you if you boil like 20 eggs and then yeah. just have them in the fridge it would be a lot about 20 more. at a time do you shell them all when you do it or sometimes yeah, I would totally be into just grabbing a hard-boiled egg and taking it for lunch. If, if you put it like in a Ziploc with a little salt and pepper. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, when you're at McDonald's, you ask for extra hot salsa packets and you keep those and they're <laughs> delicious on the eggs. That's what I do when I order my coffee. Can what? I have a handful of packets, please? Can I have some salt salsa packets with my coffee? And they look at you like, you fucking gingers are weird. That's how they look at you. Be one of those hoarders that gets all the, the ketchup packets and refills their big ketchup at home. Oh my god, the cheapskates! I actually don't even have ketchup at home. Have you seen the extreme cheapskate show before? Yeah, I guess that's that's, 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 what, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. It's the extreme cheapskates. No, the hoarders get a bunch of them and don't use them and just throw them in the corner until there's a giant pile with ants and and yeah. roaches and mice crawling. And even then, they don't want you to touch it because they might use it someday. Oh yeah, no, that's perfectly good hot sauce over there. Yeah, mayonnaise is supposed to be great. Don't touch that. Here's my... Uh, hey, look at that. My Speaking hot of which. So here's my... This is my emergency Taco Bell fire sauce. I love this stuff. <laughs> uh, I always ask for fire sauce when I go, which is pretty much never now. So this stuff's like probably six months old. But I keep it down here in a Ziploc bag in my office because my daughter drinks hot sauce packets. Like she opens them and squeezes just, them into her mouth. Just because? Yeah. And so the only, the only place I can find <laughs> bottled fire sauce is at... Walmart, and I don't go there very often, and uh, she likes it, and she uses all of it for no reason, uh, so I have this in backup for reserves. Your backup. But yeah, I got the Instapot. I'm excited to try and do a roast. Roast is good. Lasagna because, is good. Because a roast, you know, instead of like six hours in a slow cooker, an hour. Lasagna is good in it, believe it or not. Yeah. And then like, uh, what did we do? Uh, corned beef. Yeah, yeah. And it was really good. Which, by the way, keep me in to ask, how did the sausages turn out? Oh, my God. They were so amazing. We talked about it, and then I keep... They were gone. Like, five pounds, five plus pounds of sausage was gone in a day. So, definitely worth doing again. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. Would you make some alterations, or pretty much... Uh, Yeah, no. I Now that I've got the sausage thing down, I want to make some hotter sausages. I want to try and make breakfast links uh, as well. I'll try some different variations on chicken. I got to talk about... uh, I had to talk about a place that Bree and I ate at like a couple of weeks ago, and I, I put it on the notes and forgot about it because we didn't get to it, but we ate at that uh, Core Life Eatery place out in Sandy. Hmm. It's uh, it's basically um, kale plus something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was the day that I went to class. Was it that good? Yeah, that I you mean... you forgot about it? It wasn't... No, it was... Mine was really good. Uh, I don't think Chris's was as good. Well, yeah. I I mean, I liked mine. It's it's a lot of fresh vegetables. Um, but kale... Have you ever had a, a whole salad of kale? I've had kale in a salad, but not the whole salad. Yeah, it's... Kale is a, a very... Um, is it bitter? Yeah, it's a bitter green, which that, that doesn't bother me, but um, it, 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 it it's kind of overpowering a bit, and so it felt like a one-note salad, even mm-hmm. though there was tons of stuff in it, like broccoli and spicy chicken and some carrots, and but it, like the kale just overpowered he everything. He pretty much, what he said once the spicy chicken was gone, it was just kale. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but... Um, if you've ever tried to eat an entire salad of kale, kale is also a lot of work to chew. <laughs> like, I, I imagined myself being a cow chewing his food all day. Like, that's kind of what... And I, I don't dislike kale. I like kale just fine, but... I so, like, anyway. I like kale when they bake it and it's crispy. 
and they, you put seasoning yeah. on it. You know, the best use of kale, Olive Garden, Zupa Toscana, it was the original use of kale. Hmm. Like, they were using kale in that soup long before all the hippies were like, oh, kale is a wonder food. Like, we should eat kale every day. Let's make <laughs> kale chips. Let's make smoothies full of kale. Because everyone wants to drink disgusting leafy greens. And everyone that I talk to that has made a kale smoothie is like, well, it's not really that bad. You put a bunch of fruit and carrots and stuff in it. So I'm like, cover it up and disguise it. So yeah, you just fucking cover it in sugar. Why are you even bothering then? Like, just eat a <laughs> bunch of kale. Like, Bree's ex-husband, uh, he... This is a funny story. So Don... Don's like, uh, oh, I just eat a couple handfuls of spinach in the morning. Or like, like cooked? Or no. I just grab a couple handfuls out of the bag and eat it. He's like, I figure spinach is supposed to be healthy, right? Like, oh, yeah. He's like, so yeah, I just eat a couple handfuls of spinach in the morning. I don't even like it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Which explains why he weighs 93 pounds. Dude, that dude, no, really, like 130 pounds. And, and uh, he's... He he's pasta. Yeah. All the time. But he's, I mean, he has a physical job. Like, he, he drives a truck, but he also works a warehouse and loads and offloads a truck. And it's not like a forklift load. And Is offload. he Italian? Because maybe it goes back to what uh, Dash was saying, where you eat according to the region you're from. No, he eats... He's, he's pretty uh, white. So first off, I don't think eating Pizza Hut pasta is is uh, <laughs> Italian. True Italian. <laughs> and a lot of frozen dinners, apparently. Yeah, apparently, like Cassie took a picture, like a Snapchat of his fridge and his freezer. It's all frozen food. <laughs> and his freezer is full of all the same frozen dinner, <laughs> like that. And his fridge is like almost completely empty, except for the crisper where he has his spinach. Yep, but he also has like fruit. He eats oranges. And sunflower seeds. Like, he is a creature. He walks, he's so much a creature of a habit. So he, he eats taco time on Fridays. Uh, he gets, he gets the same, he gets the Saturday special on Friday. And he, so he lives all the way out in Magna now. He comes to our taco time. And when he, and he, because he's a creature of habit and he walks in and they pretty much already have it ready for him because he goes in about the same time every night, every Friday night. And they already know what he's going to order. It's the Saturday special. It's like my Popeye's. You go there often enough that they know what your order is? Every Friday. <laughs> Every Friday, they're like, all right, five-piece spicy tender and fries with a exactly. side of red beans nice. and rice. No, no sides, just the chicken. Exactly, 327. You don't eat the red beans and rice? I don't get any beans? sides, just their chicken. Don't shake your head at me. I'm going to shake my head at you. I'm disappointed. Like, what other chicken place gives you red beans and rice as a side option? Uh, if I do order a side, it's usually an extra biscuit. <laughs> Or green beans. I'm going to keep shaking my head at you. That's just disappointing. That's fine. Oh I gosh. disappoint a lot of people. We went to Tsunami <laughs> for Father's Day dinner, and we had their fried green beans. Oh, oh those are really good. You should try the one at Beehive Grill in Logan. Good. They're amazing. But I got to go to Logan for that. That's yeah. why. That's what I eat when I drive up the canyon. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe if we go up to Bear Lake on that that route, we could stop there and go to Beehive Grill. When we go what to other route would you weeks. take? Through Evanston. No, don't go that way. Why not? I've always because then you can't go to Beehive Grill. I've literally only ever drove to Bear Lake that way. I've never gone up through Logan. And you can go to Beehive. From here, is it about the same distance? Why? Yeah, yeah, it's like almost exactly the same. And so I've always just and I think part of the reason why you drive through Evanston is so you can get good liquor. And well, and back in the day, fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Up until a few years. I know for Jess that the liquor part wasn't a a consideration going up to Bear Lake. It wasn't a beer stop for Jess. No. Maybe fireworks. 
Speaking Scratchers. of fireworks. By the way, speaking of fireworks, should we talk about fireworks now? Let's do it. Because <clears throat> holy fuck. Because it's two weeks away. It's it's two weeks away. I, no I've already, way. Is it I've really? Already, yeah, yeah. I've already bitched about my life right now. But beyond that, it's two weeks away, and it's already fire season. Did, did the fire last week in Moab destroyed 10 homes. And it was like, so I have a client. That was like over and done with, like yeah, super fast. I have a client too. in Moab. It's a good thing, too, because mm-hmm. where that fire was, was like basically the center of town. It runs through a huge neighborhood. And if they would not have contained it, it could have taken out half the town of Moab. Did they figure out how it started? I don't remember I don't what remember. that one. Uh, I don't remember what that one. I think it might have been a lightning strike. Um, but uh, there's... Well, there's last, this last weekend, it was awfully smoky. Well, there's four active fires right now. There's the one over there's in... South Fork. South Fork. Up in Provo. Provo. You can't talk away from your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Pod administrator. I can do the, what I want. So, so the biggest one is down by Huntington. So, yeah, you have S- Salls Canyon. That's 200 acres. Is that the one by Huntington? Um, um, Sand Peach Mountain. Wales, San Pete County. No, that's not it. There's South Fork in Provo Canyon. There. Oh, it is printed out. I didn't know if you printed out. Oh, the Trail Mountain Fire. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, I'm pretty efficient. If you haven't noticed. The Trail Mountain. Even the that, first one. It's burned thirteen thousand acres already, and it's at forty percent containment as of the today, Trail Mountain. Yeah, that's the one that's by Huntington. Yeah, that's crazy. So big, and that one I think was a lightning strike. Uh, and then uh, no, I believe that it was a controlled burn, actually. Oh, yeah, that was the controlled oh, yeah. burn that got out of control. That's right. It's the Willow Creek fire, the second biggest one that was the a not-so-controlled burn. And the Willow Creek one's only 1,300. Well, what happened was they, they started doing their control burn to try and keep it from becoming a fire hazard, and the winds just whipped up out of nowhere. It seems excessively windy this year. For some reason. It has been quite windy. It has been quite windy. So, uh, fire season's in full effect. Uh, don't, don't fucking start fires. Don't light off fireworks out in the wilderness. In fact, there's quite a few cities that have already issued a lot of restrictions. West Jordan has banned fireworks in a lot of areas of the city that are at risk. Don't and they have? Not only have they banned them, they're strictly going to be enforcing it as well. And keep in mind, guys, the the laws changed this year. You cannot set off fireworks. You you have less days to do it. It's like two or three days around, I think, the fourth now. Um, but the fine, like, tripled. So if you get busted lighting off fireworks outside of the time that's that's allowed, it's now a $1,000 fine. Um, so anything west of SR1 and 11, so Bacchus, anything west of Bacchus, it is illegal to light off fireworks. It's so dry out there, though. It really is. I mean, there is so bad because I was out that way today for meetings and just it's so dry. There are a bunch of new neighborhoods out there, too, yeah. that I'm like, mm, that's that's not good because that's where uh, that's where Josh is at now is out west of yeah. Bacchus out there in West Jordan. Um, so within 200 feet of the Jordan River Parkway. Um, so don't fucking light it off by the Jordan River Parkway. Uh, Clay Hollow Wash. Uh, is is against the rules. So that's actually what uh, that that's the area that's like east and west of 7800 South out there, like along that open area. Yeah. Probably like 5600 West. There's some ranches and stuff out there. I always smell cow shit when I go over there. Old Old Bingham. I'm assuming they're talking about the whole. Yeah, basically the whole Old Bingham Highway. So and that's just West Jordan. That's not everywhere else. So everywhere else, there's you know obviously Moab is like don't fucking light off fireworks at all. Um, so that's Grand County. So um, this has the West Jordan map, but don't they have the, the whole map online that you can go 
Yeah, so yeah. the Unified Fire has the whole map on online for the entire county. Um, if you go out to, I don't remember where, where was this one from, Jess? Uh, KUTV. KUTV has a really good comprehensive, oh, it's right there, the first word, a good comprehensive <laughs> breakdown by by county even. Uh, so you'll have like Grand, Iron County, um, where you can and can't light off fireworks. Yeah, pretty much nowhere in south southern Utah. Yeah, and, and my guess is Salt Lake County, any unincorporated area, uh, you're not going to be able to light off fireworks. Um, Draper Parks, all Draper Parks are off limits. Um, basically, if you live in Salt Lake, Go to a fucking fireworks show. Don't have one in your backyard. So if you can't go to sh- the Sugar House Parks fireworks show because they're not going to have fireworks. No, nope. they almost burned the park down last year. Yeah, nope, like, there's no funding. Mm-hmm. There's no funding at all. They've struggled with funding every year, and this well, year they didn't get any. And a big part of it was it's not so much funding as organization. There was no one willing to step up and actually do the organization because it's more than just it's more than just hiring someone and paying someone to do fireworks. You have to get permits to have that kind of a, a grouping of people. You yeah, have the to have fire department porta potties. You have to have the fire department. You have to have certain amount of emergency services and police forces. Concerts or dinners or I don't know. There's some event. It's not just fireworks. No, it's usually just fireworks and a lot of people go picnic. But you have to have a certain amount of medical staff there and a police force and and, uh, fire department on standby. And then after everything's done, you have to have someone clean up. And apparently last year it took 12 people like two days to clean the fucking park. Oh, yeah, because there were only 12 people doing it. But also because thousands of people were there and people are shitheads and fucking leave their garbage on the ground instead of fucking throwing it away or taking it with them. Because Put it in your pocket, people. Someone else is going to clean their shit up. So basically, just don't light on fireworks this year. It's a good idea. We haven't had a good lot of water. Is I have a list of all the cities that are doing a 4th of July, not 3rd, 4th of July fireworks. And there are tons this year. Good. Good. They shouldn't That's because be it's a Wednesday. Yeah. They only do it on the 3rd or 4th is a Sunday. No, there are still ones that are doing it on Monday. Dumbasses. I, I didn't count them. Good. Good. Don't even talk about them. <laughs> fuck them. The 4th of July is the, is the most American holiday of American holidays. It's our fucking Independence Day celebration. The most American of American <laughs> holidays. That's, That's the right. most American thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. That'll be the last American thing you hear come out of my mouth for a while. That's because it's embarrassing to be American these days. Okay, so one last thing, and then we'll get into events. I promise, Jess. And that is hail. Because I was in Sandy <laughs> when that fucking um, hail you came were down. A mile and a half from me, and, and I got had nothing. None. And I had golf ball sized hail, and I was so worried my car was going to be totally S- fucked up. Also, all around us, so, so in Riverton, like all around us, black as can be. Sunshine. You were in a cone. You were in yeah. Jessica's cone. Yeah, we were in a weather weird. vortex. No, we had, I mean, the, the hail was huge. Like, it, at first I thought it was just rain, because, and I'm upstairs, and you can hear it banging off the, like, flat metal roof, because I'm in kind of a warehouse building and that I work in. it sounds And it's super loud. Like, I called Brian, I'm like, can you hear this? She's like, I thought that was static on the phone. I'm like, oh, no. And it got bigger. So I go out to look at it, and it's, like, marbles and stuff, and then it got bigger and it was like golf ball size fucking hail coming down that's that's when you see the pictures of somebody's car who's just well and there were pictures like like uh lieutenant governor cox posted some pictures of his car because he was driving on the freeway and and got caught in it and think about it you're driving 60 miles 70 miles an hour and you can it will break your windows Yeah, it'll break your windows it'll dent the hell out of your car so luckily i told cassidy if you're ever driving in hail 
try and pull off the side of the road. Just just wait it out because it'll go away pretty quick. We don't get very many hail storms, but they do in the Midwest. And they're the deal. We have a dealership in the Midwest, and they're required to to carry hail insurance. Wasn't it? Last year that you were saying that the dealership yeah it was yeah I think it was last year they ruined a bunch of yeah, cars yeah well but it was it's a, a common occurrence and you're not talking one or two cars you're no. talking thousands and insurance likes to insure out here because we don't get hail they don't even require a, a separate coverage they just cover it under regular weather but she's right where where they get hail all the time insurance carriers don't even like to do it because you can't sell a car as new anymore once it's damaged and so it's automatically just depreciated and not worth it like five or six grand immediately and you take out half the lot yeah and it's and it is like like, golf ball size hell is big for anywhere yeah, let's be clear. Well, like, even last month when we had that hell storm that trashed the gardens, like that was. I had to replant all my I was really worried because last year when we had that hell storm and it demolished our lilies, I was really afraid that the hell Did you get hit with it here? Nope. nope. None, none here that I know of. So our lilies survived. Everything purpose. survived. So I'm guessing we were probably in a weather vortex too. Jess, thanks for sharing your weather vortex with us. Yep. Trail. <laughs> All right, so that was it. Now you can do events. I promised that you could get to them. Or should we talk about our hike? We did. Okay, one more thing. I like. <laughs> so we did go on a. We're doing air quotes a, hike. Yeah, hike. Hike a week. Hike a week. Uh, the hike this week was. Uh, I don't really want to go very far. Let's go over to Daybreak and walk around Ochre Lake. That is a really nice little hike, and it's three. If you take the whole thing, the yeah. whole loop, it's three point two miles, which is a five k. Figure eights if you did take the whole entire thing. Yeah, it doesn't figure eight. It just goes around the lake. Yeah, but it, it's got the offshoots that you can take. Oh, yeah. It's more yeah, than no, just no. the main part of the lake. Yeah, and we did that. And we did that. We walked all the way around the trail. And it's... it's we usually figure eight it because there's those bridges in the middle. My kids like to run over the bridge and then under oh. the bridge and scream. Well, oh. they're doing something on that island, too. <laughs> I don't like it when people scream under the bridge. Tell your kids to knock that shit off. <laughs> they were having some damn party out there. But anyway, it was really nice. Like, I'd never gone out there. And that's a really nice walk. Uh, so that was our, our, like our quote hike. Take the pooches out there and let them. Yeah, we took the we took the the little one that we're watching Bree's mom's dog, uh, and I'm like, oh good, he'll, maybe he'll get worn out because he's a five pound chihuahua. Like he's tiny. He was still like at the end of his lead. Like by three miles <laughs> later, like Chopper's like, are we fucking done yet? Like I'm tired. Like just kind of hanging out. Like both happy to be out there. But Hammy is just like, okay, I'm still full of energy. What Jonathan are we doing will, next? Jonathan will take his scooter and hook Rocky up to his scooter, and we'll go for walks, and he'll just let him pull him through the neighborhood. <laughs> That's awesome. Ebo's too fat and old. He'll, he'll pull for a little bit, half a block, and then he's done. He's like, I swallowed a peach pit, motherfucker. I ain't right. here. I am a survivor. Can you pull me into town? That's right. <laughs> because you pull me into town. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't do a podcast without a reference to Napoleon Dynamite. And that's a good one too. Did you see that thing that fourteen years? Yeah, we yeah. talked about it last we talked week. About oh, last right. week. Where the well, hell I know are we, you? Well I know we talked about Napoleon and we always talk about it, but it's fourteen year anniversary. Oh shit. Dash was just going the rounds with us with Napoleon that's right, Dynamite. That's right, that's last right. That's the nurse for for some chapstick. But I can throw a football over that mountain. <laughs> My lips are real bad. Just choose the nurses. The faces that you guys make when you guys do their voices are so weird. Oh, gross. I don't want to use that. And a plan. 
gives me tater tots. Because, like, even even <laughs> both of your mouths, like, make the same shape. And you guys don't look at all like each other. But your mouths do the same thing. Because we're channeling no, Napoleon. Never anything all day. Get your own. Gross. <laughs> What's wrong with that cow over there? It's that little guy right there. He's got five teeth. A good, a good cow have four nipples. Don't has five. That little guy over there. We don't even need to do events. <laughs> I'm just trying to let you like wear out your laughter so you can start in on them. I'm not giggly during All right, events. events. Let's go. You look. Slimy. By the way, you look very Scottish today with your green plaid and your red hair. Oh, thanks. You should I wear think. mismatched plaids. Um, okay, so plaids. this week sounds like a band. Uh, Snowbrush Herb Festival at the Gateway on the 23rd, 11 to 7. Josh Herbalist will make you some herbal tea without yes, pot. Yes, but not just Josh. There will be herbalists from all around the country teaching you about plant medicine. So make herbal sure Con. Herbal Con. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send that to him. That's rad. <laughs> um, also, this weekend up at Hill Air Force Base is the Utah Air Show. Sweet. Uh, it's So I was watching a segment on the news, I think it was Channel 4 or something, and they were talking about how many people sh- they're planning for 600,000 people Holy crap. over the two days. <laughs> I can't go to that. That's you know too that many people. The freeway there is crap anyway. Can you imagine yes. getting in and out? Holy moly. No, because I plan ahead, so I don't have to deal with that. So uh, do take public transportation. The front runner is right there, and they also have shuttles that is run that what for you the do? front runner. Is the front if you want to, no, we get wanna, there like six o'clock in the morning. If you want to hear about uh, air shows, you can go to episode ninety-eight, some time back. So what? That's some six, a, a good six episodes ten back. Episodes, ten episodes. We're at one hundred and eight. Like three months ago, um, some sometime like three months ago, uh, we interviewed uh, Barry uh, B Dog. From Hancock, yep. Barry Hancock from, uh, I don't Is know. Is he going to be Yeah, so yeah he's, he's flying, flying in the show. He yeah, talked about it. Yeah, he's flying his T6 Texan. And uh, something else really cool that they talked about is that instead of just flying the F-35s like they did two years ago, they're actually going to do like a fight uh, simulation with... Oh, a no way. Yeah, That's freaking so awesome. It's going to be... Like, you think F-16s are loud... F-35s blow your freaking mind. Like, it is amazing. So um, go to the website because there are a lot of restrictions of things you can and can't bring. Don't bring coolers. Don't be a jackass and bring a tent because you can't put it up, but you can bring umbrellas. It is hot. And you're going to be on base, so. It is hot. Leave your dogs at home. Yes. <laughs> and your kids. No, just yeah, kidding. Leave bring your the kids, kids at home. Um, the leave kids them in the car. Leave them in the no, car. That's like hey, I got just taken as a car. kid. Just hey. park the car and roll the windows I up. I cracked the window. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just leave them up. <laughs> Have you seen that thing going around where there's a vet that goes and sits in a car and like watches the temperature and how long it does with the window cracked and you can see the breeze and stuff? Don't leave your your pets or your children in your car, dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Friday starts the Hatch Family oh, block parties. What movies? What movies? Um, so this weekend is Black Panther. Yeah. And then there's one on the 13th, which Are is... Are they okay to show that? Is that going to cause some problems? He bought the DVD. Okay, we're good. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Black Panther, the 13th of July is Coco. The 27th is Oh, my God. We watched Coco the other day. It was actually such a good show. It was way better than I thought. And I didn't necessarily have an opinion before, but but I'm like, oh, well, that's actually really cool. Fuck Ernesto De La Cruz. 
Just fuck that guy right in the ass. It's where spirit animals come from. That was cool. That was a good show. I liked it. Ernesto de la Cruz. Um, then <laughs> August 3rd is Sandlot and August 17th is The Greatest Showman. So oh God, go, don't, the movies do don't. not go August 17th unless you know all the words and you just want to hear fucking people sing that stupid show. Right. I've never seen it. So um, It's a good movie. The movies don't cost. They block off the road. It's super fun. But make sure that, that you go in and patronize. I know I'm an idiot. I didn't realize it was a musical. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. I didn't. I Because I hadn't seen it, but my kids love it. And so they had me watch it. And I'm like, I see a lot of singing. A whole lot of singing. Yeah, it's a musical, Jeremy. I like a musical. What is wrong with a musical? But there is nothing say, wrong with I will with say this. Like, I don't think it was well produced in, in, in terms of the sound. The sound in, in I that couldn't show. hear Hugh Jackman. Yeah, like Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman was um, <laughs> he, no, it was really hard to hear. And I'm not not that he has a bad voice or anything like that. I just think that the the music was too loud and the vocals were too quiet in in the production quality of that show. Just a bad mix. Yeah, and, and I, it's a disservice because I think the songs are good and I think the show's really good. So, spoiler alert: it's a musical. <laughs> You didn't spoil it for anybody no. but you. You're the only fucking person in the world that didn't realize that was a musical. I, mean, I knew they had some songs, but I didn't realize it was a full-on musical. Hold on. What movie has actors and actresses singing in it, but just a couple of tunes? I don't know. Literally none ever made. If they are singing, if the actors and actresses are actively singing in the previews, it's, it's going to be a musical. Plus, now all you have to do Empire is... Records is not a musical. They could do Top Gun They're not actively musical. singing songs. They're singing along to songs. No, they... She sang. Don't you remember? No. At the end? Yeah, at the end. Oh, Pitch any Perfect's previews? not really a musical, but they sing some songs. Oh, no. I would consider Pitch Perfect uh, pretty close to a musical. No, it's not a musical because they don't <laughs> sing their lines. They're not That's singing... True. I'm washing the dishes now. and da, da, da. By the way, one of the best trilogies ever made. I haven't seen three. Oh I God. love it. It's freaking hilarious. I've seen it, Jess. I've got it, it if you want to no. borrow it. I haven't seen that. One was funny. Two was okay. You can have Family Home Movie Night where you guys all watch Pitch Perfect 3. Pitch Perfect. Baloney Barb. Jonathan might be the only one that doesn't like it. Doesn't find it funny. It's hilarious. It's so good. I love music. I think she could turn me, John. <laughs> <laughs> those guys, so those guys, all of their, almost all of their lines are completely ad lib. They just give them a guideline of what kind of like where they want to go with they're it. They're the funniest, the way they bash oh, each so, other. And it's so good. It's so good. Okay, Jess. I'm sorry. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm sorry. Are you, are you ready for yes, more? Yes, yes. We're ready for more. Okay, 27. Fuel this fire. Soap. Soap making class at Shades of Pale Oat. Amber oat, I believe. Oat is soap is my favorite. It's got a little bit of abrasiveness. Their it's honeysuckle one is my new favorite. And their woodsman. Whew, I've been using so Chris's beer soap and I really like it. Um, so that's the 27th. I actually am not sure if there's still spaces available. I didn't check, but there's also one on the 29th um, that they are teaming up with Green Thread. Um, herbs and a Hello Bulk Markets, which is a brand new shop, and they'll be making herb soap on the 29th. That's at 751 West 800 South, and we'll link to that. So, fast forward to the end of June, Green Thread has their grand opening at Time and Place, and um, he, Josh is amazing, and he set up this great space at Time and Place. Uh, an apothecary, jars of herbs. He'll be doing classes. He can teach you about 
awesome herb things. So that's 11 to 5 on the 30th. And then you wanted fireworks. I'm giving fireworks ahead of time. Don't worry, I'll get to that. It's on my list. I know, I was pulling it up for these guys. I probably <laughs> didn't even look at the damn notes. I looked probably up not. the notes. Okay. I just didn't have Fourth a Fourth of July, today. here's your fireworks from Southern Utah to mostly Northern Utah. Provo, Riverton, uh, no Sugar House fireworks. West Jordan, Murray, Jordan Park, which is not in either of the Jordans, it's in Salt Lake. Uh, Oakley, Park City, which, by the way, those fireworks are dumb, so don't go to Park is City. Is Oakley the one that's, is it tied to a rodeo still? Yes. Um, if you're from California, like it's a one rodeo. Of, what? No, it's just, not. Just blow past the crappy dad <laughs> joke, please. No, I love the dad jokes. I said uh, if you're from California, it's a rodeo, not a rodeo. That's true. Uh, Sandy, Blanding, Thanksgiving Point, Magnet, North Ogden, and... Kaysville. I, so when you said like south to north, I thought you were going to start in Provo and work your way up to Ogden. And you just like, you threw in different cities that weren't in order there going up no, the freeway. No order. Just uh, she's all over North Ogden. Like I'm just North about, Ogden actually sounds amazing. It's their like St. cherry George? days. I It wasn't on the list. I didn't see. So And those are all was, on the 4th. Those are all on the 4th. Most of them. So the sky will Actually, be I think all of them are tied with some type of festival besides Thanksgiving Point. Um, one other event that's on the 1st. Um, I think this happens once a month at Amore Cafe downtown. They host uh, Salt Lake Indivisible, and you can, they provide all of the like postcards and pencils. We've kind of talked about it before, and you can mail your Congress people. They have a list of like all the issues, or you can also just post send a postcard to whoever you want. But that's you, pretty neat. You know where I watch and fireworks. And you can and you can have bubble and brown pastries mm, while you're there. You know where I watch my fireworks, Jess. Your bed. RSL, Rio Tinto Stadium. Are they doing a game? Yeah, oh, another game. cool one. If you want badass fireworks, pay the $25 for the barbecue and everything and go to the Bees game because yeah. Bees fireworks are badass. They are the they best. Really yeah, job. they do a they do good a really job. job. That's or, the only reason you should ever go to a baseball game, though. If you don't want to go to the... And hot dogs. If you don't want to go... No, their food fucking sucks. No, but uh, if you don't, clearly, <laughs> you've not had one of the amazing hot dogs. I have. They're that is amazing. like as big as my head. They're not good. That's creepy. But what I'm saying is you could go watch the bees fireworks, but instead of going to the game, go to Lucky 13 down the road. Yeah, but parking would be a freaking bitch. It's still a bitch for the game. Just take tracks to Ballpark Stadium. It's literally across the street. There's a track station right there. Yeah, because it's for the ballpark. You can ballpark. go to James's house. He can see them from his house. Yeah. We go up. Tell him we sent the, you. The if you go on is, our roof, you can see the whole valley's fireworks. Yeah, the point is, you, you go over and you have a drink and you have a burger and then you watch the fireworks. Does Real have a game on the 4th? Yes, they do. Here? Yes. They it almost, wasn't on my list. Sorry. They, no, they, they almost always do. They usually do. do. If you want to go to that, you need to get tickets now. They're... they're probably aren't even that many left well it's especially because they're playing stupid kansas city but it is it is a game that sells out the fourth and the 24th whatever games are around there sell it because they always do post-game fireworks it's really cool if you've never gone i used to work at the olive garden so we'd watch them yeah if you've never gone they let you go down onto the field uh and you, you just go right the by the fireworks throw a blanket but down take your blanket because they water the field the grass is wet people yeah i have two more things okay first of all mountain west cider Cans. I they saw that. Putting their beer in cans. Ruby is the first it's one. It's not beer. 
Cider. Cider. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, cider. not my cider. Cider in cans. I was just excited about the cans. And um, it's only available right now at the tasting room, but hopefully this will be something that will be able to be distributed throughout the valley. And then, so we're talking about this now because it is like a month out, but the tickets are probably going to sell. Oh, they will sell out again. Super fast. Yeah. This actually freaks me out. I would never want to do something like this, but it's a live action. Okay. Um, no, don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> live action zombie did, shooting. Did you already event. know? Did you already know about this before I sent it to you? No. So. I learned about this because I was talking about X-Wing to someone that I, I, I work with. And he's like, did you hear about this thing it coming to terrifying. Salt Lake? So it's only in a couple different cities. They're only doing it in like four Five cities. Five cities. Four cities, yeah. So Seattle, one? Portland, Oklahoma City, and Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's called Apocalypse World Tour. So what it is, is it's basically like a fake... It's like laser world. gun. It's, it's like laser tag. Yeah, zombies. it's not laser tag. It is... It is like M4s. So it is military issue, like military grade issue weapons. They don't fire live rounds, but they weigh as much as a live weapon and as much as a live weapon with fully loaded with ammo. And you go and you get to participate in zombie killing. With live weapons, they do a tactical training thing that they take you through. And then you get to go through this course and shoot zombies with these weapons. They actually make realistic motion, sound, muzzle flash, everything in these guns uh and and it, it is like laser tag at the end like when you're actually shooting them it's a laser that you're comes out of out. lives and your um, things don't flash anymore but but you <laughs> actually you actually have to you know reload a clip and everything in in a gun in order to do this it looks cool as fucking hell it's only here for a couple of days two days the 20th and 21st of july uh go get your tickets tickets are like Thirty-five dollars or something. Thirty-five ninety-nine. Yeah. Yep, so Fear, Fear Factory, Factory is the space they're doing it. No. This is not something that is going to come around very often, guys. This this is this may be like a, a once a century type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't want to say once in a lifetime. But how cool is that? Like a like a legit like end of days <laughs> military. Well, if you would have gone to the forging event with Bree's mom. I know. Well, you know, my mom is a liar, liar face. I wanted her to to have some time to do some <laughs> she stuff is. for her own age. My mom is a liar and a oh, little geez. cheater. What did she do? So she had surgery a week ago, yesterday, and she. We go to visit her. I think we. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. Cassie and I are there, and she has to go to the bathroom. So she starts to get it out of the bed and she's unwrapping everything and I'm like hey have you been cleared to get out of bed on your own and she's all yeah I can go to the bathroom I just can't walk the halls and I'm like are you sure she's all yeah everything's fine I'm like okay so she gets her walker goes in goes to the bathroom comes back out gets all settled back in bed and like maybe 15 minutes later the nurse comes by and he's all okay I'm here for your nightly medicines here's your stuff do you need a pain pill and she's like yeah so he goes and gets it comes back and he says What's what's your pain level? She's like, oh, it's about a seven. And I said, it's probably because she just got up to go to the bathroom. So you know, she just and he just looks at me, and so I just looked at her and I yelled, liar, liar face, (laughs) because she totally lied that she was cleared. She wasn't supposed to be getting out of bed on her own. And I said, mom, you're at a rehab facility, not at a hospital now. So if you 
slip and fall and hit your head against the sink and crack your head open or something, you're just going to be bleeding on the floor for an hour. Is it really worth <laughs> going to the bathroom on your own to like die in your bathroom? <sighs> that woman. I have one more thing. We need to give a huge congratulations uh, to Ruby Snap because she just opened her first location in Vegas. Nice. Oh, wow. is, that, is that a picture of a Christmas tree on your phone, Jess? Yes. It's June. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that is awesome for Ruby. She opened up a store in Vegas. Yes. Like on the Strip, or I'm not sure where it's located. I think she has two that are going to open down there, if That's I remember really correctly. Cool. That's but a good place for for that type of. It was uh, neat. She went down there. Like her name was on the like, which I don't know. Why I don't have this here. It would be a like on the grocery store checkout conveyor belts. They have advertising. Oh, nice. It Ruby Snap on there. She nice. posted a picture. Nice. So that's really cool. Uh, okay. So we'll, we have time for a couple news stories, I guess. Uh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll talk to Mike from Humans of Salt Lake. We have to talk about Olympia Hills got vetoed because we talked about it last week. The big subdivision oh, yeah, yeah, that the they're subdivision out in build. Uh, I like how you showed me the notes and they're not on here. Or was that last yeah, week's? Nah, I put it Where? on there. It's right there, you weirdo. <laughs> oh, update on the Olympia. I see your line there. Uh, <laughs> I, sorry, I like, efficient. Remember, I thought I had re- I thought I had read everything. You snuck that sucker in. I last did sneak minute of the it game. in. Anyways, Ben Mc- Ben McAdams vetoed it, and they thought that maybe the city council would be like, no, no. But the city council said they will not override it. So it's they- uh, it's the county council though, right? That would have to do it because it's the county that that was it's in a charge council. of it. It's a council. <laughs> but it's, anyway, it's like Lord of the Rings. I don't. <laughs> it's a council with a C. I'm torn because I think that it's bullshit that they held it up, but um, and it's just because they don't want apartments out there. But get the fuck over it. Every community has apartments. It's just part of fucking life in a city. We don't live in rural shit town USA. We live in a fucking city in a metropolis. Um, there's a house in Metropolis? Yes. Yeah, <gasps> Superman has given up it's on it, though. It's a bird. It's an airplane. No. It's not Superman. It's Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monsteropolis. Is that what it was called? Monstropolis. Monstropolis. That's right. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I think they probably should have kept it going, but it sounds well, like a lot of people Well, now it sounds like off. they'll just talk about it that will they're going to be talking about it more and how whether they can improve it or whatnot so yeah uh so i wanted to talk about this last week as well because that's when it happened but uh, we ran out of time um so my favorite newspaper in the valley um who i've bitched about a few times the salt lake tribune has partnered with fox 13 um, because they laid off like 90% of their staff and they need news stories. So Fox 13 is now going to be writing the news stories and the Tribune's going to be putting them up on their site as if uh, they're Tribune stories because, you know, why not? They don't have any staff writers Are anymore. they still charging? Uh, as far as I know, uh, I don't know. I don't pay for it and uh, I'm not going to pay for it because that's not how news media works these days. <laughs> so <laughs> I got one of your notes. <laughs> I t- what? What? I, didn't understand, I didn't understand what one of your notes meant, but I, uh, I'm with you now. Uh, yeah. So we had a, a continuing education class today, and the lady was saying that every day that she gets her Tribune, it just gets smaller and smaller. She says, I don't get a newspaper anymore. I get a brochure. <laughs> yeah, it's really small yeah. now, and, and it's fine. Like, the print publication shouldn't be where they make their money. Um, they need to figure out the digital media. But, yeah, they, they laid off all their staff, and then they partner with Fox. Now, this isn't, this isn't uncommon, because 
is the Deseret News and KSL are partnered. Mm -hmm. And what you'll actually notice, that's why I don't read the Deseret News, by the way, because everything in there is also on KSL's site, and I go to KSL's site to read a lot of news. you got to the Daily Herald. Uh, I do, but... Um, they don't have as much news as I want. I like their so, news. But I, I, I look at, like, honestly, in a given day, I'm probably on five to six different news sites. Keyword, they're different. One that I do not go on is, like, Fox News Network. Or Breitbart. Or Breitbart, because I don't... I just cannot handle reading that shit. It's so fucking terrible. Um, but beyond that, like, I go to a lot of different sources to, to get my news, but that's that's absolutely what's going to happen now. And I go to Fox 13, and I go to the Tribune, and now I'll just go to one or the other. Probably Fox 13, because they're the ones writing it anyway now. To and it'll be free. Traffic. I have a better layout anyways. And it'll they be do. free. They it won't They won't limit you during the... Oh, I don't get limited by the Tribune. Well, I know, but that's because you know <laughs> yeah, how to Chris get around. Yeah, Chris and I, we don't... It's, yeah. it's because the Tribune didn't do the subscription thing a smart way. They just don't get it. Like they, I don't know how they can't look at a site like USA Today, uh, how they can't look at even their own former partner site. Now, granted, the, the Deseret News really just kind of fucked them over in a, in a deal, and that was in part leadership of the Tribune's fault for entering into that kind of deal with, with, the, the, with the Deseret News. But there are hundreds of other publications around the country that have figured out how to monetize the digital stuff. I don't know why the Tribune is finding it so fucking difficult to do the same. I just don't. City Weekly exists. Guess what? They don't charge a fucking dime for their stuff. And they exist as a... And granted, it's a weekly publication. It's not, it's not a, a daily publication. But they post daily shit on their site. They mm-hmm. have writers that post daily content. <clears throat> it's not that damn hard to figure out. I don't know why the Tribune can't do it. Um, sorry. It's frustrating because I used to read the Tribune all the time and I really enjoyed it and I just have a problem now because there's no one left. They have gotten rid of all of their writers and there's no more journalism occurring. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, sorry. I didn't mean to go on a rant. Everyone's looking at me like, are you done talking? Are you done ranting? <laughs> uh, Yellowstone. We've talked about it a few times, the show. I'm like... Yellowstone is uh, nothing's happening. Yeah, at Yellowstone. So, no, that's your note. I couldn't get. I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, so the show, the show. I, it actually premieres as we're recording. It's on. Sh- it's it's a show? It was actually probably on. So it's the show that was being filmed here. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a it's a TV show. It's on Paramount. They which, filmed it in Eagle Mountain. Yeah. If you don't know what Paramount is, it's Spike TV. Yes. Uh, it's where Lip Sync Battle is. Yeah, it's what Spike which TV turned awesome into. Which is an awesome freaking show. They sh- where was it? Park City. They filmed up north. They filmed Eagle Mountain. They filmed down in, um, I think, like Spanish Fork area. Yeah, all, over the, all over the place. Yeah, so this is the one with Kevin Costner. Yeah, I was going to say Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah. So it, it premiered tonight on the Paramount Network. Um, so if you're listening to this, just go look on demand. I'm sure you'll find it on whatever service you watch. If not, record it. Um, it looks pretty good. Looks like it could be good. It's like a modern day Western. Like mm-hmm. it's based in today's time and it's some dude on a ranch and supposedly Yellowstone even though it's Utah so <laughs> I don't know but I, I think it'll be cool and it was it was filmed here so uh, support the local film industry and watch it so it doesn't get cancelled and they stay filming here yeah uh, oh, we already talked about all this fireworks shit at the beginning of the show um, uh, uh, let's talk about you know talk about the Freedom Festival since we are kind of talking about fireworks stuff yeah, I think we need to. <laughs> so we talked about this a few weeks ago um, and how the Provo City Council said, uh, it was Provo City, right? 
I think that they 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 said we will grant you the permits, but you cannot discriminate. It's Utah County, but right? They said you can't discriminate. But here is the deal: there was a clause in their contracts that said no nonprofits, and the majority of these groups are nonprofits. So that was the like caveat, and as, that kept them out. As is the majority of the fucking people in the parade. Like there are a ton of nonprofits in the parade, so they use that as a loophole to continue yeah. to fucking discriminate but against then, every but then they said, LGBT. Oh, we'll let people no, 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 in. No, no. Fuck that. They, after agreeing to let people in with the the council, so they, they could get in. their permits, they then turned around and denied every, every application. single application from an LGBT friendly group. Yeah. Period. Full stop, end of subject. You tell me that's not fucking discrimination and going and against the their word. The biggest one is based in Provo and helps helps youth. Now, as a result of the story coming out <laughs> and the backlash, they have gone... Everybody lost their okay, minds. And you know what they said publicly? It wasn't even the nonprofit thing. They, were say, they said, well, their floats aren't on theme with the parade. Yeah. Which is fucking bullshit. Have you ever seen a parade? You tell me what someone fucking dancing around waving their hand for century real estate has to do with the <laughs> goddamn 4th of July. It has to be freedom themed. Yeah. Oh, be free from rent. That's fucking freedom themed. <laughs> it's bullshit and it's discrimination and you shouldn't go to this fucking parade and support them. And Provo City should fucking take their permits and not let them do it next well, year. Well, they're in. The people are in now. And I don't give a shit. I think Provo City should strip the permits from this parade and not allow it to continue next year. That would be unreal if that happened. It would be fantastic. I don't think it would happen, but that's the or, kind of message they need to send. Or require all leadership change. An entire leadership yeah, change. None of the people running it now are allowed to be in it. You have to pick all new leadership. And and I would even venture to say, you know what? Someone on the parade commission, whoever sets up this parade, you need to have someone from one of these LGBT groups that you fucking discriminated against on that board. Well, since you guys don't live in Utah County, <laughs> uh, about a month before the Freedom Festival, they mail out a ma- like a magazine of all the events that are going on, all the board members. Um, so that's where the change needs to happen all those yep. people that and a lot of them are well I won't say a lot but quite a few are famous people is it the Osmonds again no board members not like Grand Marshal oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I oh no I threw mine away or I'd bring I it just in. absolutely think that it's bullshit because the, this whole thing happened and like a month ago they came to an agreement with yeah. the Provo City Council. And they were going to let them in. Because the Provo City Council said, you can't discriminate or we won't give you permits. They and won't they said, even let Mormons building bridges in. Yeah, well, that was one of the groups. Yeah. And that that's a fucking group trying to build a bridge. Uh, that's exactly what their name fucking says. We're Mormons. We understand and our church Provo. is a pile of shit when it comes to gay people. And we treat them like shit. But we don't want to do that because we think they're still fucking human beings. And we should still love them. And we should still try to come up with solutions to have them in our lives. Just not in our parade. Parades are stupid anyway. (laughs) It's infuriating. It makes me so fucking mad that they're they're allowing them to continue. They really ought to just fucking pull their permits and say, no, you win against the permit. I don't give a fuck if a week later after you get a shitload of bad press, you decide to let these guys in. You win against what we said. Your permits are pulled. No fucking parade. Yeah. 
That will never happen. Won't happen, but it should. But it absolutely should. Absolutely should happen. Well, at the very least, maybe next year for permit for permits, Provo can close that loop. God, I'm so fucking mad about it. I don't even fucking live down there, and I won't go see that goddamn parade. But <laughs> it's not like we ever go see a parade. No, because parades are fucking stupid. I'm sorry, Jess. I know you like parades, but parades are fucking stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> like, like the Rose Parade in California. They're fun to walk in, but they're not fun to watch. Okay, so this is this is the Festival of Roses in, in California or whatever it's called in the Rose Parade. Mm-hmm. All the floats have to be made out of organic matter. What a fucking waste. What a waste. Flowers and oranges and all kinds of shit they put on those floats. And I've seen the dirty jobs where they have to clean those floats up like four <laughs> months later and it's all fucking rotting and moldy and disgusting. What a waste. Just so you can look at it for five minutes. The only place that should be allowed to have parades is fucking Walt Disneyland and Walt Disney World because they use the same shit over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. That's right. The electric parade. And they should allow they should be allowed to have parades because when they're having a fucking parade, I can go ride a ride faster because dumbasses go watch the stupid parade. <laughs> Fuck, I hate parades. Wow. How do you really feel about it, babe? I'm just saying. They're dumb. I, to each his own. If you like them, I don't understand what there is to like about them. I've never enjoyed them. Let me throw some candy at you. <laughs> Let me have little kids run towards the tires of vehicles <laughs> moving. Granted, at slow speeds, but they're large and they're very heavy. That just means I'll roll over them nice and slow. Yeah, crush. Definitely crush those bones into oblivion. <laughs> Jess is like, Jess is, can't believe she got me so animated. Look at her. She doesn't want to have anything to do with me now. Uh, okay, so one other... I think we got time. She looks like a porcelain doll today with her crimpy hair. With her grumpy hair? Crimpy hair. Oh, okay. So one last thing. This is a really cool story. It's funny because Jess and I both found this story independently, and I didn't realize because of the way she titled it in the show notes, uh, and then I was reading it, I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And then I go click on her story to read the story she posted. I'm like, oh, it's the same fucking story. Um, but the Utah State University, um, they're working on uh, some technology involving spider silk. I think there's a spider in my car spinning webs. Probably. Probably. Get a grant to study it. I'm not kidding. Like, there's spider webs across my windshield every day when I go drive. So the, the U.S. Naval Division of Unconventional Warfare has given them a 420... Is it like like the space agency that Donald Trump wants to start? No, this is real. The, Na- oh, okay. <laughs> the Navy is a real, is real. A, a real organization. The U.S. Navy is an actual thing that exists. Um, but they have, a, they have a division of... Un, it's called Unconventional Warfare, and it's where you get stuff like... Uh, some of the stuff that's now on, like, destroyers and things like that, where, where it's a, a sound device that emits a sound. Um, like if you heard of the brown box or the brown note. <laughs> I've heard of that. <laughs> like that's a real thing. Like they, that's an unconventional warfare device where they can point a speaker at a boat with a sound that makes people physically ill uh, out one end or the other. Um, that's just Donald Trump's voice. But that's, a, that's an absolutely a real thing that's on some ships and is carried out into the field by the military, even by ground troops sometime as a non-lethal method of dispersing enemy forces, um, you know, dealing with pirates on the sea without having to fucking shoot people. Um, so, Well, this is the same thing. Like, they don't want to ruin the ships. Yep. They just want to disable them. And so they're hagfish. trying to... Hagfish. What's, what's a hagfish? Have you ever seen a hagfish? They're so ugly. They're like eels. They're gross. And they make this fucking weird-ass, disgusting slime. 
Oh, they're so gross. Um, but yeah, they're trying to uh, create these these webs that. Um, they're doing both. It's two parts. So the, the spider slime. silk and then the slime. The slime from the. So what does it do? Like just wind up the. In the propellers. And stop mm-hmm. it. Yep. yep. Just just stops the propellers from moving. So they're totally using a, like a, a Kevlar, um, pulp, kelp right now yeah. that they're using, and the and this is what they're studying. They have a year. To come up with a prototype. Have you seen the hagfish slime before? I don't need to. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> gross! It is. Re- I'll show you after we're done. It's okay. disgusting. Um, but how cool is that to to see that stuff coming out? We talk about it a lot. We I guess we haven't really in the last couple of uh, months, but Utah is a tech mecca, and we come up with this kind of stuff here. Uh, it's just really cool to see this coming out of another one of our institutions, our learning institutions. Well, and they said besides. The spider, they're also using silkworms and milk from transgenic goats and <laughs> fibers Not transgender from, goats. No. <laughs> uh, fibers from transgenic alfalfa as well to create silk. So that's really the cool. G-N-L-G-B-T- L- bleh, Stands for goat. LGBTQ <laughs> is, is, it's not lesbian, gay, bisexual, it's lesbian, goat, bisexual. <laughs> for some, maybe. <laughs> That is quite queer. <laughs> if you're into goats. No, don't stack on top of these. I take my notes out of these. Oh. You stack you stack with those those people because I have to write notes down for the, the show notes. Um, those people. <laughs> <laughs> on the other table. So stick around. We have a great interview. Uh, uh, this is maybe one of my favorite interviews, Jess, and I had no fucking idea who this was prior to... Uh, to, to you sending that stuff out. But we, we talk, we're going to talk here in just a minute with uh, Mike from uh, Humans of Salt Lake City. Uh, it's, it's very, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Is it's kind of cool that we're like, like kind of turn the tables on him and kind of interview him. Yeah, because that's what he does. He interviews everyday people on the street, uh, and they all have stories to tell. And uh, I encourage you to listen. He has a couple of, of really good stories, uh, a little bit about himself as well. Um, and then, you know, once you're done, go, go check out his page. Uh, but not until you're done, um, because, you know. You, because know, you should be on us. our page. You should be listening to our shit. Um, <laughs> okay, with us today is Mike from Humans of Salt Lake. How are you, Mike? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good, good. Um, so, Mike, I'm just going to start out of the gate. Jeremy will take it back to your birthday. <laughs> I'll but, back things up. Because that's what he likes to do. But what is Humans of Salt Lake? Because I know now, but I, I got to be honest, until Jess told me that you were coming on the show, uh, I had no idea what the hell that was. <laughs> I teach them all the cool things. Okay, well, um, <clears throat> Humans of Salt Lake City is a project that, it was inspired by humans of New York. Uh, the man that runs that page walks the streets of New York City, among other places, and he talks to complete strangers. He approaches them, asks to take their portrait, and then he gets a story about their lives, and he shares that story on Facebook. And as of now, I think he has about 18 and a half million followers. Wow. And he's inspired a movement all over the world where people in their own cities are doing something similar. There's humans of San Francisco and Seattle and Portland and but St. Just, Louis and Minneapolis. Just and humans. You guys don't talk to pets. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have interviewed animals. You know, so and, not just humans. Right. 
So that's awesome. You talk to the you humans. You thought you were just being funny. Well, I, yeah. I mean, geez, I know where some llamas are. If you want. <laughs> but do they live in Salt Lake? Yes. Uh, Taylorsville. Uh, well, I, that, I don't know if that'll count. Does well, that count? It, it, it does. Okay. It it's the whole valley, you know, up and down. So is it a? So you 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 start watching or looking or following you know humans of New York and what made you decide to take up the mantle here in Salt Lake? Ah, uh, it was just a an, an epiphany. I thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. The guy walks the streets, he talks to people, and he finds these amazing stories. I can do that. And so uh, in October of 2013, I grabbed my camera and I walked into downtown Salt Lake. I had no idea who I was going to talk to or what I was going to ask or how I was even going to get anybody to talk to me. And uh, being that at that time of year, the, there were a bunch of gardeners in uh, Temple Square. And I approached one of them and I, I told her what I was doing and she was very friendly and she said, sure, take my portrait. And then uh, I asked her, if you could give the world one piece of advice, what would it be? And she said, do something you love every day. And I just thought, if that isn't a perfect segue into this... I don't know what is. And so, granted, I think in the very beginning, the stories were a little unorganized and they weren't very compelling. But, you know, you got to learn. Exactly. It was a learn as you go. And it took a a set of uh, guidelines, I suppose, to create and develop. And it it, it really took off from there. So are you a journalist or photographer or anything like that by trade? No, I'm actually a banker. (laughs) (laughs) So this is so just, not too this, dissimilar. No. <laughs> uh, so okay, well, well, I don't know, Jeremy. Do you want to? Sure, sure. Do you want to okay, wait so. until I go further in before you no, decide to just like halt the whole thing? Let's just stop right here and back it all up. So I like to know where you were born, how you were conceived. Well, maybe not quite that much info, but <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Where were you born? Were you raised here in Salt Lake, Utah? Uh, no, I'm actually from Florida, but Florida. I, I've lived in Utah for close to 30 years. So you weren't old enough when you were born in Florida to stay in Florida, so you had to move out. Say that one more time. <laughs> you were old enough when you were born in Florida to stay in Florida, cause you ha- so you had to move out. Because that's where all the old people go. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, I, I came to Utah in 1992, and I call myself a native. I figure I've earned it. Yeah, it's a little while to be here. Yeah. It's just a few years. Yeah. So what, what was your upbringing? Where did you go to school? So what we're trying to do is create the path to how you got to where you are today. Oh, gosh. Wow, Jeremy. Well, <laughs> so what brought you to Utah in 92? A Greyhound bus. Well, oh, that's but, cool. But why the decision? Like, All the way that, from Florida? Yes. Oh, that is yes. cool. That's a heck of a move for someone yes. to go for a long bus ride. Well, well, did you know that this was like Mormon Mecca when you decided to do Yes, that? I did. Were yes. you LDS? Yes. Okay, so that yes. makes sense. Yes. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't what you would think. Um, I, I was working as a paralegal in Florida and did not like my life. I was just bored and needed something else. So you went into banking. No. <laughs> no. So uh, I, I basically cashed in my chips, threw all my clothes in a big black duffel bag, got on a Greyhound bus, and had no idea where I was going. 
didn't know and didn't care. Wow. So what did your family think? They thought I was crazy. Which I could understand. And of course, it's not the first time. And <laughs> how, I mean, how, probably how, not the last. How old were you when this happened? Was this like was this like 22-year-old or like midlife crisis? No, no, like, no. I was about 22, 23, somewhere in there. And uh, they thought I was crazy. And so I just say, hey, mom, guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting I got a bus. ticket. Yeah. Where, where to? I don't See, know. And there were no cell phones back then. So it's all find a pay phone oh, yeah. somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pay, yeah. Pay phones, for those of you that don't know, were phones that you could put, you put money into so you can make a phone dial. call. Or, right. or, you could, the road. or you could call 1-800-COLLECT, put your parents' number in, and then be like, mom, I'm okay. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they just, just go because they don't want to answer yeah. the call. Yeah. So I ended up in Utah. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, the, the Mormon factor fit. But at, at, the, at the same time, it was just different. It was better. It was this was this was home. And I, I can't explain why it just was. Because it wasn't humid. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, so you get off driver. the bus and what? I mean, you're standing on the bus. Well, fortunately, I had some friends here. Okay. I did have friends, and uh, they let me sleep in in their closet. Huh. Instead of coming out, I went into the closet. <laughs> did you just, like, sleep under their slacks? or Basically. Yeah. Basically. I lived on day-old bread until I got a job. You know, and the rest is history. Some of us have been there. <laughs> I don't know if all of us in this room have, but uh, I know I have. I've been there. I have not been there. Getting the muffin tops, the muffin stumps. Oh, yeah, I have a muffin wants top, muffin but it's, I can't eat it. It just comes from eating muffin tops. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're in Utah in 92, and, and presumably you get on your feet. And mm-hmm. what you what you decide to do at that point? Was that when you're like, oh, sweet, I'm here, I need a job, I'll go work at Key Bank? Well, uh, banking. <laughs> I just chose a bank. I don't know. It could be Mount America Credit Union. I don't know what was around back then. Banking came about kind of accidentally. I originally started as a part-time janitor at a little bank downtown, and uh, the, the manager came to see what I was doing. I was working in some shed that they wanted me to clean out. And I guess he decided that I was intelligent because (laughs) he walked me into the branch and introduced me to the branch manager. And I was in some really dirty clothes and was really kind of messy. And he said, here's your new banker. And she looked at me like... I don't think so, mister. I don't think so. He's not going to talk to customers, right? (laughs) (laughs) And they just decided that I would be a better banker than a janitor, and so... That's right. The rest is history. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's quite the promotion. Like Thirty years later, you're still a banker. Pretty so much. Yeah, you must like it. Yeah, it, it pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get up to. I mean, we can just really fast forward at that point. Have you left Salt Lake? I mean, other than going to visit someone, have you actually left Salt Lake for any extended period of time since then? Oh, sure. I we, uh, my wife and I tried to move back to Florida. And that didn't work. And then we tried to move to Georgia, and that didn't work. And they're, so they're like the same ones. <laughs> Again, it's, I think it's the humidity. I less, think Jess less is alli- right. Less alligators in one. Well, it, it's funny because uh, when I when I moved to Georgia, uh, much to my chagrin, I worked at, at a Ruby Tuesday restaurant as a as a server, and I would walk up to someone's table and say, "Hi, my name's Mike. I'll I'll be your server tonight." And they would say, "Well, where are you from?" And I would say, "I'm from Salt Lake City." And they would ask because I had no drawl. Yeah. You know, yeah. how y'all doing tonight? 
you know, that wasn't me. It didn't trip off the tongue naturally. I couldn't even fake it if I wanted well, to. Well, what kind of what part of Florida were you originally from? Jacksonville. Oh, so you were you were in a place where you're going to get a draw originally. I suppose so. <laughs> Good thing you got out. Because uh, I mean, if you would have told me, like, there's nothing wrong with the draw. If you would have told me Orlando or or Miami or even like Pensacola, you're probably not necessarily going to have a draw. But Jacksonville's kind of right on the edge of the South there. Yeah. The the rest of America's penis you doesn't. Get really. any further south than <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. But what I'm saying, no, no, no. But like Miami and Orlando, like the culture is very different than like the Panhandle of Florida is like deep south, like having sex with your sister backwards <laughs> kind of south. Like, Alabama. why do you think he moved? I, I mean. <laughs> Is you, please and I don't me, have a sister. Oh, you say, please tell me your wife is not your sister. No, no. <laughs> but but yeah, so I could see Jacksonville, you know, maybe getting a little bit of one. But when I moved to when I personally moved to Wyoming when I was a kid from Texas, it took me like ten years to lose my accent. It took me and forever. I, I never had one to lose. So. so. <laughs> So you told them Salt Lake, and then what was their reaction? <laughs> they would say, Where's that? They'd say, what the hell are you doing here? Did they say, are you Mormon? How many wives Sometimes they did, and, you know, it's like, whatever. Where are your horns? Oh, yes. Yes, I, I did get asked that a couple times. Isn't it amazing what the, the stereotypes yes. that people have? I get, the, I get some of the polygamist questions and stuff, but really, where are your horns? Like, really? Well, on one occasion when someone asked me if I had horns, I actually said, yes, I do. Would you like to feel them? They're on the back of my neck. And she said, yes. And I said, well, put your hand right here. And then she said, I says, do you feel anything? And she says, no. Well, then you must feel pretty stupid. <laughs> Did you get fired from that job? That's pretty much what you say. No. I'm assuming you didn't do that. He had enough flair that they wouldn't fire him. No. <laughs> Needless to say, Florida and Georgia did not last long, and Utah is home, and we're here to stay. So was it just like it uh, didn't work out, and one didn't work out, and the other, and you're like, you know what? I'm just coming back to Salt Lake. Well, we just had roots here and, and reputations and uh, job, more job security, and we moved to Florida and Georgia to try to be closer to family, and it just wasn't. So is she from the East Coast, too? No, actually, or? my wife is from South America. Oh, oh. Well, there you go. So. I guess that's technically getting her slightly closer to home, because Florida <laughs> King's lower. That appendage is a little bit lower. Depends on the part of South America, I guess. <laughs> like, it might be closer to Peru from here, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know geography that well. No, you're right. What part of South America is your wife from? Chile. No, oh, see, nice. yeah, no, this would be closer to Chile than Florida for sure. Yeah. The flight would be much closer. Yeah. Have you been to Chile? No. Can you believe that? I can't. No. But never, I've never met any of my wife's family. Is, is it because she has no desire to go back? No, or? no, no. She goes back all the time. I'm the one with no <laughs> desire to go. <laughs> yeah. It's just never, never panned out. It's been easier for her to go than for us to go. That would be so, something. What brought her here? Now that we're totally derailing, but what brought hey, her but here? She's here. She oh, she came here to study. To study. Yeah, gotcha. And just fell in love with it and stayed? Or? And then she fell in love with me. Oh, well, I guess that's a reason to stay. And you love the state, and so that's where she is. Yes. That's good. Yep. So is she supportive yes. of your Humans of Salt Lake? Yeah, she's hot for me to buy, write a book. Oh, I well, think you could cool. absolutely yeah. write a book. So, Did she think it was a bit odd when you first approached her, right? Or was she on board from day one? About the project? About the project in general. Or was oh, she just like, no. what? I go no. talk to strangers? What? She was on board from day one. 
So how was it? I mean, have you always been a really outgoing person? So I, I know personally, like going up to random people and starting to talk to them is very, very difficult for some people to do. They just, they're just not good at it. That's true. Um, I, I suppose it depends on the day of the week, if you really want to know. So you only do this on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> They're on to me. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm typically an outgoing person, and uh, I can walk up to talk to anybody. There are a couple of guidelines. Uh, I mean, like, if I see you sitting on a bench downtown and your earbuds are in, I'm probably not going to bug you. If you're texting and you make eye contact with me and I wave and smile and you wave and smile back, I'm probably going to talk to you. You know, that's just because they think that you know them and they don't want to be rude. Right? <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> and you do what you got to do. Yeah, but do. then it works in his favor anyway. Yeah, true. So. I mean, again, if you're, if you're just eating or smoking or reading and you're by yourself and we make eye contact, that's all there is to it. So the smoking doesn't deter you at all. What's that? The smoking doesn't deter you at all. Um, I've actually gotten some of my best interviews from smokers. I just mean like being next to the smoker kills me. Uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, I mean, have you ever had anyone when you when you're done interviewing you uh, interviewing them that that is. Like they're just displeased with the process and they, they're upset or anything like that? Never. Never. That's great. Every once in a while, someone will apparently have second thoughts about having their story and their portrait published. And if it's been published and they'll ask, they ask me to take it down, well, there better be a good reason. You know, I mean, otherwise it just defeats the whole purpose. Right. Right. You know, yeah. and most of the time. You know, there, there, there are pretty good reasons. Um, one person just was embarrassed and wasn't comfortable. And I thought, well, I'm not going to say you've sold your soul. Um, too bad, too sad. I, I went ahead and took it down. I don't want to fight with anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's rare. It's so, maybe happened four times. I don't in think four most years. people want to talk about themselves. Most people do. And if somebody's acting interested, uh -huh. I would think most people would kind of be like, "Oh yeah, hey, someone's actually listening to what I have to say." Oh yeah. Well, I mean, one of the one of the 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 mantras of the of the project is capturing proof that nobody is standing still, um, and that everybody has a story. Everybody has some measure of experience, wisdom, uh, something to teach. And I think you're right. If someone out there approaches you and says in body language or in words, I want to learn something from you, you're going to talk, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, it's, it's up to, it's up to me to tailor it to, to get you to really give the details, but uh, it happens all the time. As soon as you give someone a reason to talk, they'll talk. So do you post these up daily, weekly, monthly, sporadically? Well, uh, it used to be that I, I posted several times a day. Uh, then I would post once a day. Lately, I've been posting once a week uh, and even more recently, a little bit less than that. Several times a day seems like a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I work a full-time job, but during the summer hours when the days are longer, I can still get off work at 5.30 and, and shoot an interview until 9 o'clock. Wow. You know, so. And that's just what you like to do. Mm -hmm. Just leave work and go. I mean, you're in a perfect, I assume you work downtown? Yeah, I do. So that's just, that's just perfect then yeah. to, to go out and find all kinds of people. Oh, I, <laughs> I've talked with amazing people, homeless people, young, old, 
straight, gay, black, white, it doesn't matter. All the, all I ever say is, if you breathe and you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you. Thus the animals. <laughs> how, yeah. How does the conversation start after you've made eye contact? Because... I assume most people that you're talking to are of an older generation, whether our age, young 20s. So there's life that's already been lived and lots of stories. Hopefully, how do you get just like one important thing? Well, uh, first of all, there is there's no set demographic. I mean, I talk to people from children all the way up to senior citizens. Now, of course, when it comes to kids, I always make sure I have permission. Right. You know, um, but uh, I will approach them and I'll, you know, I'll have my camera around my neck and I'll try to establish clearly that I'm not a creep. You know, <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, can I take some pictures? Can I take some pictures of you? Right. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll I got usually, a candy bar. Yeah, I'll usually ask, have you heard of Humans of New York? And most people have. Yeah. And I'll say, well, as a matter of fact, I do Humans of Salt Lake City, and I'd like to take your portrait and, and talk to you. Would you be willing? And 99 times out of 100, oh, absolutely. That's you know, cool. Every That's once cool. in a while, someone will say no, and it's like, okay, well, if you get a chance, check out the page. You know, there's no pressure. You have to talk to me. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> I'm going to take your, your picture as you right walk now. away and badmouth you on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not. So what? what is the most interesting story that you've ever done? Oh, gosh. You've been doing it for, what, five years? Almost now? five years. October will be five years. Wow. Um, one of the most heart-rending stories I heard was about three or four years ago, three years ago, I was walking in the neighborhood of 300 or 200 East and about 300 South where some old apartment buildings are. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are some pretty colorful people in that neighborhood. Uh, Some of them are formerly homeless. I think some of them are addicts of one sort or another, mentally challenged, whatever they happen to be. And even then, I still do not discriminate. So I'm walking down the street. It was the 4th of July, and I saw this older lady. She was in her probably late 50s, sitting on her apartment doorstep, and she was smoking a cigarette. She had very messy hair and uh, uh, a halter-top dress with no straps. And about maybe 20 yards away, she, she sees me, and she calls out to me in this real pronounced New Jersey accent. She goes, what you taking pictures of, honey? (laughs) Now, every once in a while, you know, someone will speak to me that way. And when they do, I don't have to be told twice. (laughs) I'm going to sit down and talk to them. (laughs) So I sat down next to her and I told her what I was doing. And she says, well, I got a story. I says, all right, well, let me turn on my recorder. And she starts to tell me that a year earlier she had been sexually assaulted by a pastor and that every morning when she wakes up she can still smell his breath on her oh man and now i'm thinking of committing suicide and this is <laughs> I, had, I had no idea this was going to happen and she she took me by the arm and she started to cry and she she spilled her guts you know and i thought to myself this is right this is exactly where i need to be and it costs me nothing to let her unload. Maybe that's what she needs. Mm-hmm. And I let her unload. And she's crying and she's she's hanging on to me for dear life. And I, I let her say everything she had to say. And finally I said to her, please don't hurt yourself. 
And I said, not because I'm asking you not to, but because if you let me publish this story on my page, you're going to find out that there are other people out there, other survivors, other people who can relate, other complete strangers who know what you're going through, and they will send you comments telling you that they're praying for you and they are giving you their strength, and you will find that you can touch a lot of lives with this. She says, all right, go ahead and publish the story. Now, you'd think that was the end, but it's not. I went ahead and published it. And at that time, I think I had maybe 5,000 followers, so a pretty small audience. Um, and sure enough, about 13 or 15 people got on there and wrote those comments. And they said, I'm praying for you. Be strong. Don't let this idiot ruin your life. All these wonderful things. Three weeks later, I was back in that same neighborhood and I saw her again. Only this time, she had had her hair all done, and she was better dressed, and she saw me, and she yelled out, Humans of Salt Lake! <laughs> I saw my story! You saved my life! Oh, That's awesome. And I swear, to this day, I still get goosebumps. Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's, that's some of what I capture. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Is there a time that you get a story that seems so unbelievable that you question whether or not you should, if it's real, if you should publish it? Um, every once in a while, someone will tell me a story and I can't ask them, are you willing to sign an affidavit to this effect? You know, um, and so every once in a while, I'll publish a story and it's funny how small Salt Lake City really is. Because I could interview you as a complete stranger and there are followers that will know who you are. Well, sure. How many Which, followers do you have now? I have almost 41,000. Yeah, that's Plus, a huge chunk. Everybody knows who Jessica is. So. Well, of course. <laughs> she is a stalker. Well, yeah, of course. I am a well, stalker. My point is, I, I interviewed a couple, a homeless couple um, at City Creek under the, under the Sky Bridge. It was in December or January, and it was like 10 degrees outside. And they had a little baby. And the story was that the the girl's father had kicked her and her boyfriend and her baby out because of an argument and i published the story i mean there was no way i could say is this really true do i have any resources to check i, I don't do that i just go with what you tell me and then people commented i know those people and her father did not kick them out you know and and so when when that happens and i find out that a story isn't true yes i'll take it down i don't want to perpetrate a lie you know but it yeah, happens. That's, that's the way things go sometimes. It's good so, really take so what's one of the funniest stories you've come across? Um, I met a guy in Sugar House who did not want to be photographed, but didn't mind telling me a story. And he said to me, well, I told him, you know, I'm humans of Salt Lake City. And he goes, well, I'm not from Salt Lake City. Uh, I says, well, you're here, which makes you a human of Salt Lake City. So talk to me. And he goes, well, I'm not from here at all. And I says, well, where are you from? He says, I'm from another planet. <laughs> I says, oh, really? I says, what planet is that? And he said, California. <laughs> I couldn't make this up if I tried. You know, so. That's pretty legit. How many people do you I mean, think? I know they want to be their own country, but my goodness, well, I didn't realize planet. a whole three, planet. Three, three countries. Three states. <laughs> it could be. You never know. So how many people do you think you've talked to now in the five years that you've been doing this? Uh, about 1,400. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one a day for basically all five years, more pretty or much. less. It's pretty, pretty close. Much. So do you do it? 
pretty much every day um, or a couple days a week or it just depends on your schedule? It depends on my schedule. What's your, you said Sugar House and it's Humans of Salt Lake. Like what's your What are my boundaries? You, yes, <laughs> what are your boundaries? Well, in a perfect world, there are no boundaries. Um, I mean, I can easily say downtown, Temple Square, City Creek, Sugar House, Liberty Park, Pioneer Park. Um, and then I could go all the way to, I've done Murray, I've done Kearns, I've done Jordan, I've done Draper. Um, and yet, uh, you know, when, when Humans of New York says they want to go to India or Kuwait or Japan, people love it and they lose their minds. I say I want to go down to Happy Valley and talk to people <laughs> at BYU and UVU and they go all completely ballistic on Because me. that's a completely different planet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. There's another alien. Yeah, somebody alien. actually like wrote me. Like excited ballistic or like no, this is negative, so late. Negative. Um, somebody actually wrote me and said I'm not allowed outside of the city limits. Uh -huh. Wow. And I'm going, and exactly how do you plan to keep me in? <laughs> you know? You're not the boss of me. I don't think so. <laughs> so. So do you live in Salt Lake City proper or just somewhere in the valley? I'm or? in the valley. But you work downtown, so it makes it convenient. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of foot traffic downtown. I mean, if you if you try to find someone on the street between here and, say, Bangor or they're probably just at a bus stop. Like, that's the only time you're going to see people walking out. Could this be. Area. Could but, be. But downtown, you just step out. Oh, gosh. Downtown, there are people on benches. Primo Spot is right in front of KUTV's studio with all the idiots that bang on the glass and, like, wave whenever they're broadcasting. <laughs> when they're doing the news. Oh, please. <laughs> never, <laughs> good never fells. They're like... Well, and then right. you've got Comic Con and all kinds of fun yeah. people with that. Yeah. I mean, plus concerts. But I mean, just there's so oh, much. I've gone festival. to all kinds of events. Um, I've gone to Comic Con. I've gone to Pride. I've gone to uh, an event for the. Uh, there's, there's a Migraine Foundation that has invited me to their event. Um, I've done the American Cancer Society, the Walk for Suicide Prevention. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. People message me all the time. Can you come to this event? Can you come to that event? You know, and as I can, I do. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Have you seen an evolution over five years of people's openness? Oh, yes. I mean, initially, you know, I, 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 I think I remember one of, the, one of the first people I interviewed, I said something like, what's the most important thing to you? My kids. Open up your question. You know, and it's like, yes. and would you like to give me more? And and it just didn't happen. You know, so again, it's taken a sense of, of development. I mean, I can ask you now a question like, uh, what is something that you've had to learn the hard way? And people will generally tell me something that they've had to learn the hard way. And then in the course of the conversation, there will be opportunities to not necessarily pry, but dig a little deeper. And it's in those moments when the real magic of wisdom happens. So I might ask you, tell me about something that you've had to learn the hard way, but the story that I post will be from something within the actual answer. So it's not it's not a structured interview so much oh, no. as just a total conversation that you mm -hmm. find the good story. Yeah, out. absolutely. Yep. So how how is how is your how is your writing because you write all these stories right you take them from a transcription piece the, mm -hmm. a recorder and write them how has your writing uh, these stories improved or changed over the last five years 
uh, well, without sounding vain, I'm a damn good writer. You can sound vain. I think That's five okay. years of posting almost every day <laughs> <laughs> or multiple times a day. You need to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good writer, so uh, pretty strict grammarian and and all. So, I mean, so you know the right you are to use? I do. I, I really do. <laughs> so no pressure when I'm writing a recap. There, there, there. <laughs> right. So, so how do you condense it? I mean, I would assume some interviews are a tad short. Some are. Some are like, Whoo. yes. How do you decide what to glean from it? Well, I'll. People used to message me and tell me that some of the stories were too long. I try to keep them around three or four paragraphs, and if it goes beyond that, I might break it up into two separate posts. Um, but when I when I transcribe the interview and and read it and start paring it down, you know, to get rid of the ums and the the pauses and whatever. People are intelligent, and they can generally get the meaning of a story, even if I've pared it down and, and taken away some of the superfluous details, you know, and that's not hard to do. Sure. sure. On average, how long is an interview? Maybe 15 minutes. It's a little shorter than what we've been doing here. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, and, I mean, sometimes I can talk to somebody for 45 minutes. One guy uh, who I ended up not posting sat with me for a good hour and talked with me about some litigation that he was in with his homeowners association. Oh, wow. And I'm listening, and it is the most twisted, convoluted, complex story I have ever heard. And I forced myself to listen to it three times to see if I could get anything out of it. And I couldn't. HOAs are bad. I just That's thought, all you need. I just thought, you know, this is a labor of love and I'm not about to kill myself to try to figure this out. I don't have the time for that. And it just ended up being a dud. So do you use any sort of uh, disclaimer or anything like that? Do you have a form at this point that you have people sign mm -hmm. so you don't have anything? Have you ever had anything come back at you? Um... Yeah, there was a time I interviewed a couple at Liberty Park. Um, this is this is a little annoying, I think. They were clearly intoxicated, and I really should have taken that as a signal to mm. hit the road. Um, they were sitting at one of the concrete benches, and there were there were some. They had they had been gluing some drawings of a young girl onto the table. And I asked, what, what are you doing? And they told me a story that this, the, the man of the story told me that the girl in the drawings was his daughter and that she had recently passed away and that they were trying to memorialize her. And I thought, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty touching. So I, I, I went ahead and, and posted it. Supposedly, the girl's mother then got onto the page and told me that the story wasn't true and that he was not her father and this and that and the other and it was just a whole Dallas Dynasty and Falcons <laughs> Landing crap load in my lap and I ended up taking it down because she got really ugly and nasty with me. You know, I, I sometimes forget it's my page. It's my rules. I can post what I want. And if somebody doesn't like it, there's a big unlike button at the top of the page. Yeah. Hit the road. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. You know. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if something I post is really making somebody unhappy, I don't want to perpetuate that. So that's not what you're there to do, no, right? right? Yeah. And sadly, there's trolls out there. 
yeah, every once in a while, someone will message me and they'll say uh, that I should not talk to people at Pride. I should not talk to black people. Uh, I should not talk to Asians. Hey, my is, gum almost just fell out of my mouth. That is, that is insane that people actually like reach out and message you those things. Oh, I know. And I, I, I just think to myself, now, what makes you think that I'm going to listen to you? Why? Even, who are it's you? the effort that they like took to like send you that. Like, it's just pointless. Yeah. It's yeah. because, it, well, in my opinion, they're sitting behind a computer screen. There's no human involvement. Exactly. And they can say whatever they want exactly. without any repercussion. Well, and see, I don't hesitate to wield the ban hammer very, very aggressively. If I think someone's being offensive or a prick, excuse me if I can say that. <laughs> you can say all the swears you, know, you want. If they're being really offensive and abusive, I, I can not only delete their comment, I can ban them from the page. And then they'll message me, oh, why'd you ban me? Well, because you just made a horse's ass of yourself <laughs> in my house. Yeah. Let's evaluate. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and I, I don't put up with that. It's, it's supposed to be a safe environment. People don't have to agree you know, I can post a story that you might think is just the most ridiculous, stupid story on the, on the planet, and that is totally okay. But don't be a dick. Yeah. Right. Keep your comments to yourself. Well, and it's somebody else's life. It's somebody else's story. How right. can how can right. you judge? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. real easy to judge people, Jeremy. I'll teach you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. 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 So, so, have you have you ever had any you know? Uh, any other pages or, or groups try to imitate or try to do the same thing? Because clearly, I mean, Humans of New York, it's not a... You didn't sign a contract with Humans of New York and say, hey, I'm no. going to do Humans of Salt Lake. So. No. Well, the way I figured it, Humans of New York is copyrighted. That's that's his. And But Humans of, you, you can't copyright that. And so Humans of Salt Lake City belongs to me do you have the copyright on it i do excellent That's and awesome. i yeah i also own the the website humans of salt lake city.com although i very rarely do anything with that because i can't generate traffic to that site it's just more so that nobody else right exactly yeah. um but uh, a number of years ago somewhere within five years ago somebody from the university of utah sent me a message and said uh that he wanted to create a, a page of humans for the University of Utah, and he wanted to call it Humans of Salt Lake City at the U, and he, he, he was very polite, and he asked me, can I do that? And I said, well, I can't tell you what you can't do, but I don't think it would be appropriate. I said, there's only one Humans of New York, there's really one Humans of Salt Lake City, and I suggested, why don't you call yourself Humans of the U, Humans of the University of Utah, Humans of at the U, or, or something else, you know? And it wasn't I was I wasn't trying to be territorial or proprietary. It was just we have to alleviate. I, I'm sorry, we have to keep the confusion to a minimum. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And Otherwise, I, I really, it dilutes what what you're trying to do exactly. and what they're trying to do. And he was very diplomatic about it, and he ended up creating a page called Humans at the U. Uh, I don't know what happened to that page because I think he graduated and nobody ever took, <laughs> took over it. I don't know. 
Well, and I'm sure you've been up to the U and found people on the campus. Oh, I've been to the U. So, I've been to BYU, UVU, Slick, Westminster. I cannot, I cannot believe that you were down into Utah Valley. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, they have stories to tell, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're just happier. There. Do you ever go up to Ogden? It is a bit sketchier. Than, than <laughs> I have been asked to come up to Ogden. The opportunity hasn't presented itself yet, but I've thought about coming up to Weber. I've even thought about going up to Utah State. So do you when you, when you think about going to places like that do you think like for instance this weekend is is the air show up at hill air force base have one every couple of years up there and it's huge full of people from all over the wasatch front that go to see this thing do you ever think that's the kind of place i want to go and get some interviews it, it depends on on whatever's going on i mean granted in order for me to get people to talk to me i have to go where people are but i also have to go where people are not necessarily distracted by whatever's going mm-hmm. on. And I mean, if there's airplanes going over the head, over like, the yeah, head, I'll talk to you. I'm watching this. Exactly. So it, it kind of, there's a balance, you know, I gotcha. I gotcha. So do you have any help or is this a one man show? It's all me, just me. So is it, so you, you have a website that you, you don't really put much on. Uh, and obviously the Facebook, book page are there is there any other medium that you're you're using or wanting to branch into like a like a vlog or a podcast of your own or anything like that um i just have instagram um and that's just my 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 name there is h-o-s-l-c because you can't say just instagram takes a lot of work (laughs) right well uh instagram for me is kind of pathetic i think i have 1600 followers so it's not compared a big, to forty thousand. Exactly, plus. exactly. So my focus is primarily on Facebook. Um, I thought about doing a, a, a project called Stories Behind the Stories because sometimes I can I can interview you and you'll tell me this amazing story uh, and I'll post it and then after that part is done and we keep talking. You tell me more. There's other details. There's other things going on, and that's a story behind the story. Um, and I've thought about doing that. I haven't pursued it yet. That could be a cool. That could be a cool way to drive traffic to your website too. To or your to, book. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> a book. The book. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I'm still just amazed. Like, clearly, the guy that started Humans of New York maybe didn't realize how big it was going to become, but how neat that you get to be the person that created this, like that took the reins in Salt Lake. Like I just, I just think that's amazing. Well, thank you. I I was actually kind of surprised because uh, in 2000, yeah, exactly. In 2010, there was a write up on what was then called MSNBC.com about Mm -hmm. humans of New York. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, what a neat idea. So the first thing I did was jump online to Google and Googled humans of Salt Lake City and there was nothing. So I jumped on Facebook and grabbed the page, created it and... The rest is history. Here you are, five yeah. years later. Yeah. And now you're a human of Salt Lake on our show. Have you ever interviewed yourself? <laughs> no. Why not? Ironically, I don't know that I have an interesting story to tell. <laughs> I don't know. You've just spent 45 minutes with tell us, us your telling story. us your story, and I find it pretty interesting. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you. However, I, when I saw your page, so Jessica shared the page in our prep work. I saw the guy on, the pit, on, on your 
Facebook. That was, that, was a, that was an article. Yeah, that was. Where did you go to the? Well, it's also page? on his Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not him, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be judgy, but the guy with the beard and the horn. And, and I thought, the, did she just invite a homeless person to oh, my house? Oh, the cover picture. When I interviewed him, it was kind of just a spur of the moment. I was walking by, and he was sitting there, and it was kind of raining, and he looked so interesting. And I said to him, "Could I take your picture?" And he says, "Absolutely." And then I said to him, "Well, what are you doing?" And he says, "I am the dancing wizard of." Salt Lake City, <laughs> and today I am like 890 weeks old or 890 yeah. months old, something, 800 and something. And that was the story. And people got on that post and they said, I see him all the time. He is amazing. And it really it was resonant with people and it was it reverberated back and forth for weeks after that. There's the Pirate of Kearns. You could interview the Pirate of Kearns. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a guy that stands on the corner that's odds in pi- Pirate it's Uniform. just a pirate. We're not really sure if he's like advertising anything or, <laughs> or if he just stands on the corner. Or, well, anyway. <laughs> but see, that goes back to my, my, my he's guideline. He's not always a pirate, by the way. I've only ever seen him as a pirate. I just, when I walk the streets and I see somebody, you know, you have to catch my eye somehow. Oh, he'd catch your eye. I imagine, you know, and uh, I mean, gosh, sometimes I see people in their bathing suits or their dental floss or whatever you want to call it. Um, I see, I see people with garbage bags over their shoulders. I interviewed a homeless woman who says that she sleeps in the, the big blue um, recycle containers in the winter, you know, and and I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter if you catch my eye and I catch yours and you want to talk to me and I talk to you, magic happens. It's it's just amazing what people can tell. And sometimes you hear something completely unexpected, um, and it can either be a, an uplifting, powerful story. It can be a sad story. It can it's what whatever it is though. It's reality. It's it's part of the the magic and the mayhem of being human in Salt Lake City. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's ugly. But that's what that's what being human's all about. So what do I think of it at work? Do they know mm-hmm. at work? Do they know what you do? Oh yes. Oh yes. Do they think it's cool? Do they think yes. You're the weird uh, guy. It's a, in <laughs> fact, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, I think it was two years ago, I interviewed, it was in April, and I interviewed a homeless man who had no shoes. Now, granted, in April, maybe not quite the worst time of year to be without shoes, but still, in our world, nobody should be yeah, without shoes. Without shoes is without shoes. Um, and his story, uh, th- this was kind of, I, I have to share this, and I'll come back to the, to the work-related question. Um, when I interviewed him, he initially did not want to talk to me. A lot of the homeless people are a little bit skittish, and that's understandable. And I said to him, if I buy you a meal, would you be willing to talk to me? And he says, sure. So I go into City Creek, and I just go to McDonald's, and I buy him a burger and a Coke and fries and and a shake just to really sweeten the pot. Of course. And I come back out, and I hand him the food, and number one, he looks at me like he can't believe that that I came through. And so I let him eat, and he tells me that he hasn't eaten anything all day. Now, in my world, nobody goes hungry, period. So I said, now that you've eaten, you know, will you talk to me? And he says, sure. And uh, he says, I have a story that I'll tell you. And he says, and this was completely, I, I did not know that this was about to happen. 
He says, a man with a camera around his neck has just taken my portrait for a project that he calls Humans of Salt Lake City. And he's done this for me in exchange for a meal, which I have just eaten, and it's the first meal I've eaten all day. And he says, I just want the world to know that I'm grateful that there are still people out there who can see us. I'm not a con artist. I'm not a liar. I'm not an addict. I'm just in trouble, and I'm doing the best I can. And I'm just grateful that this man has seen me for who I am. And granted, that's a real paraphrased sure, version sure. of the story. Anyway, I posted the story, and people got onto that page and messaged me left and right. How can we get him some shoes? <laughs> and I thought, I don't know. <laughs> and somebody messaged me and said, why don't you start a fundraiser? And I says, well, I've tried doing fundraisers in the past, and they've been a joke. One year I raised 75 bucks. I was mortified. The second year I raised 150 bucks. I was still mortified. And I said, I'm just not sure that Salt Lake City, uh, that my audience is, is in tune with that. And somebody messaged me and said, Mike, the time is now. Do it. So I started a GoFundMe. And I said, the idea here is if you will donate money to this GoFundMe, if I'm out on the streets and I see somebody who needs a shirt, food, water, shoes, or whatever, I will have the means to make a purchase and address that need. On paper, sounds like a great idea. Okay, Now, what if I'm in the middle of Pioneer Park and I see somebody with no shoes? Now, exactly where am I going to go to buy the shoes? And is this guy going to sit around and wait for me to bring him his shoes? There's a, there's a Steve Madden store at City Creek. County. Oh, yeah. They exactly. have really cute shoes. Exactly. So I just thought, this isn't practical. And I'm certainly not going to schlep a bunch of supplies around while I'm walking the city. Yeah, so, just, do you have a van now full of different sizes? Exactly. Pamela right. Atkinson drives around right. with underwear and stuff in her trunk. So instead, I decided, let's just donate the money and we will give it to the Homeless Youth Resource Center oh, nice. in time to buy them shoes, socks, and boots for the winter. And we raised $2,000. Wow. And we gave them a check. That's a lot well, better for than that. 75 Exactly. And after that, somebody at my office nominated me for some humanitarian award that the bank gives every year, and, and I won. Wow. So that's, that's how the work. <laughs> so, yes, that. they support you. Yes, they do. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Are you an emotional person? Like, do some of these stories, you walk away and... Just start bawling. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, as a matter of fact. I mean, I don't let that be seen in public, of course. Sure. You know, because I kind of try to be as objective as I can. Tell me your story. I'm listening, um, and I am being affected by it, but I don't want my emotional reaction to, to the story. add to the story. Sure. Yeah. Okay, one last question. No, I have one more before okay. we do a last one. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of a really great question after the questions. What do you want to know, what do you want people to know about Salt Lake that you've learned over the last five years? Oh, that's a good question, Jess. Uh, and I've, I've said this before. Human, uh, Sorry, Salt Lake City... Let me start over so you can edit this. <laughs> well, there we don't is no edit. editing. <laughs> there is going to be one. And darn edit, it, it's been asked before. <laughs> Salt Lake City is not the homogenous, milky white place that the world would have everybody believe. 
I have talked with people from every social persuasion you can think of. And I mean to say I've talked with people from all over the world who have come to Salt Lake City. I've talked with refugees from Africa and Latin America and Asia. I have talked with people of different religious persuasions. Um, I have talked with people who are professional, people who are desperate, people who are living their lives beautifully, and people who are hanging on by their fingernails. I have talked with people who could in fact be the most ordinary people on the planet, and I have talked with the dancing wizard of Salt Lake City. I mean, it goes from one extreme to the other. And to imagine that Salt Lake City is just a bunch of white, wealthy Mormons is just not true. It is not true. There are people here, just like there are people in any other community, from anywhere that you can think of. Sometimes they're hard to find, and sometimes I have to go where I'm told they are to, to meet them. But the point is, Salt Lake City has an extraordinary population of people with wisdom and magic and power to prove that everybody has something to teach, everybody has something to learn, and everybody can either be taught or learn something from anybody. That's a pretty good lesson. I have one more question before the last question. <laughs> <laughs> um, your interviews, are they strictly just you walking around or you do take submissions from people that are like, I really think that you need to talk to so-and-so? Good question. Um, for the first maybe two or three years of the project, the interviews were completely impromptu. And then for a little while, I decided to try to do some pre-scheduled interviews on a given subject. And so I put out an announcement on the page. I want to talk to a veteran of World War II. I want to talk to someone who attends the African Methodist Episcopalian Church. Um, I want to talk to someone who has had a mastectomy, someone who's had a miscarriage. Um, I, and I forget, there were just a number of, of random topics that I just pulled out of a hat to figure out what I wanted to do. People went berserk in a beautiful way. Aww. I got hundreds of requests. And I tried to meet as many of them as I could and tried to scatter them. So, I, I mean, I didn't want to do migraine, 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 miscarriage, miscarriage, miscarriage. You know, I tried to scatter them around so that there was a variety and then people got mad at me and said, we're getting tired of these pre-scheduled <laughs> interviews. You should go back to your roots. So anyway, yeah, it's, like sometimes it's, it's both. And so like it's migraine Monday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's miscarriage Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes I still do a pre-scheduled interview every once in a while. But lately they've been completely impromptu, which I think is better. Yeah. Okay, last question. I promise. <laughs> well, you shouldn't promise that because sometimes we do this question and then you think of another question. No, this is it. I'm cutting you guys off. No. So, <laughs> this is a question we have been asking really since we started well over two years ago now. Um, well over. It's been like oh, two years and, and a month. <laughs> But uh, every guest that we have on the show, we, we talk to people almost exclusively that are people that live in Utah, that, that live here by choice. That's clearly the case with you. Um, 
what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting Salt Lake for the first time that they had to do before they left? Or visiting Utah, or not visiting just Salt Utah, Lake. Yeah, yeah, that they had to do before they left. I would say read up on Salt Lake City, read up on Utah. Be open for crying out loud. <laughs> Don't come to Utah with a closed mind or a narrow set of expectations. And most of all, take a chance and 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 go out into the city and walk around. Look at the architecture. Look at the antiquity that we have. Look at the people that we have. Look at the activities. We have organizations of people doing amazing things all over the valley. Um, and just re recognize that whatever stereotypes there are, are just stereotypes. And I think if you open your eyes and if you open your mind, you will be most pleasantly surprised so what's the easiest way for people to see your stuff and, and to to get in contact with you if they want to tell you to stop interviewing gay people <laughs> um, can't forget the Asians and the blacks oh yeah too. They, yeah they yeah. can you know they can go to the Facebook page humans of Salt Lake City uh, they can message me and I'll I'll answer as fast as I can and um, that's about it well, thanks so much for joining us, Mike. It's been uh, this has been a really fun conversation to to get yeah. to know some. We're of gonna have people. to have you back for more. I've enjoyed it, and I'll be glad to come back. Awesome. Thanks again to Mike uh, from Humans of Salt Lake. Uh, that was what a cool experience. I'm just still blown away that he is the one that gets to do this. Like, there's well, one person, and, and it's not just that. It's not just that he gets to do it; it's that he decided to do it. Yeah. And like he just took that step, and and you can tell like in talking with him and, and you guys can't see his face like we can but he, he loves glowed. this yeah he glowed it is it is what he wants to do well how cool is it that he saved someone's life yeah I mean it's just and, it, and it's not just that probably more than one he just doesn't yeah. know True. and it's not just that he saved her life but clearly she transformed back into she transformed a, from a scared person back to someone who could live in back in and society. And have some confidence yeah. and, and, and be a, a real person again uh, instead of just a shell. I just, that's really cool and I'm, I'm, I did not know much about that site, uh, about that page and, and now I'll, I'll be a loyal follower because uh, so much of the shit on Facebook is just that. Uh, so to have a, a place to go to look at something that's just a, a great story from the sounds of it pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it's a it's a great thing to have, and it's really cool that it's happening here in Salt Lake, um, just like it it is apparently around a few different cities. Um, but if you like what you hear, um, thanks for sticking around. Uh, I know it's been about two hours, and uh, we thank you for that. Uh, what I want you to do is where you found this episode on our Facebook or our Twitter, uh, or if you haven't gone there, go there at TNU Podcast, the New Utah Podcast on Facebook. And share the episode. Uh, that's what helps us the most. Um, when you share our episodes and, and let other people hear what you enjoy, 
um, that that helps us a lot uh, in terms of, of getting that reach out there and letting people know how awesome Salt Lake is and how many cool people we have here. Um, if you want to steal shit from us, uh, I guess go <laughs> well, for leave it. Well, feedback, leave feedback first, and then you can still. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You can still. Uh, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. We're, we're okay with that. Uh, we, still, we still love you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, give us a share. And uh, have a good 4th of July. Don't fucking light fireworks off, for God's sake. Just don't fucking do it. Go it's to a show. one more show, though, before the 4th yeah. of I, July. Yeah, I got to start now. <laughs> have you been in my fucking neighborhood? They start three no, weeks early. I just mean the wishing a good 4th of July. Yeah, no, I'm going to wish you a happy 4th of July, because maybe you're going out of town. Don't take fireworks with you if you go camping. Just don't do it. Just leave them at do, fucking home. Am I naive enough? Do people really take oh, yeah. fireworks up that's into how the my, my, oh, yeah. That's where my uncle got his eye shot out. Oh, yeah. Leave them at home. Just don't do it. Don't take Save yourself money. Take the money you were going to spend on fireworks and go to a nice dinner somewhere local. Get a yummy steak. Go to Lizzie's and have a nice dinner. Or, or go to a nice steakhouse. Or go to the dim sum house. Or go uh, to Pretty Bird. Or go oh, to fucking Pretty Bird and have some chicken. chicken. I guarantee you that chicken is worth way more than anything you're going to light on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough call. No. <laughs> if you do want to so go much. light fireworks off... Go to Saratoga Springs and Eagle Mountain and do it there. In the weather vortex. Yeah, where, where nothing affects... And do it in Jess's backyard, <laughs> actually. You would light the whole neighborhood on fire if you did my backyard. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening. Please, please share the episode and uh, have a good week. Bye.